I'm sorry, Sardo. This fire is out of control. It, it, this fire is out of control. It has burned down our kitchen. This this fire cannot be reasonably contained. Strauss, I told you not to put water on a grease fire. <laughs> I did not. I put oil on it, like you're supposed to. <laughs> that is your cold open for today. <laughs> this so, week, uh... the worst cold open yet. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hi, everyone. So... Welcome to the Skeleton Crew Podcast. That's Sardo. I'm Strauss. We're your hosts. Sardo. Roll the intro yeah. again. Um, yeah, we uh, we watched Cyberpunk Edge Runner uh, first four episodes. Uh, it's really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's hot in here. Once again, I have no AC on because light because art is pain. Well, we'll we'll keep this brevitous so you don't uh, overheat. Oh, but... I won't overheat. I got water here. <sighs> yeah, but damn. Uh, you know, I I I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll ask you the first question. You have not seen this yet. No, I haven't. Okay, you haven't seen. I have. I saw it late last year. We were both very behind on it. You yes. more than me, but honestly, behind. I'm. I'm always about five years late to the party. So. <laughs> well, now you're not. You're now at the party. Yay! And the party. Uh, it's pretty good. So, you know, first four episodes, we meet uh, all, all, pretty much our main principal cast. Who was, uh, who was your favorite? Oh, shit. Um, you know, that's, that's a tough call. I feel like I'm still forming opinions. That is fair. Uh. We did just watch it. <laughs> I... I'm really sad because I can't remember her name at this moment. I really love the big lady. <laughs> oh, Dorio. It's okay. Dorio. Dorio doesn't... Her name isn't said a whole lot. It's said a few times here and there, but it's... Yeah. You know, it, I would say she's... In terms of characters whose names come up the least, the only person with less times is literally David's mother, and that's because she dies in the first episode. <laughs> Yeah, rest in peace to David's hot mom. Um, oh, David's hot, very hot mom. <laughs> in in the tradition of uh, going for like the mentor characters, I I like Dorio. I like Maine. I like Maine a whole lot. He's, he's a fun dude. He's very large. <laughs> I love, I love, us a large I, love a, I love a big dude with a gun on his arm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess we're really just continuing from what we talked about last week in that regard. Yeah. Hey, you know, I parallels. <laughs> but what what about you, Strauss? Like who who are who who's your favorite? Okay, so I, I guess the problem for me is that we are talking about like post finishing the series and this is a rewatch. Mm-hmm. For me. Much like with Heike's story, uh, I I inflict things upon Sardo, apparently. Oh yes. But uh, in this case, mine was always Rebecca, who you now understand why she's popular. I, I also really like Rebecca. <laughs> who doesn't love a tiny, gremlinly woman who's incredibly violent? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, her design is cute, but knowing a little more about her, and especially because we, we watch the dub, we watch the English yeah. dub, uh, her voice is 
everything about her is just fun in like a trashy midwestern mother kind of way <laughs> that i really dig she, she's definitely i mean i think what makes it what, what's really good about edge runners is that because the cast is like D- david's the youngest member of the cast like consistent cast obviously yeah like everyone has like so all, you have a bunch of trashy adults in their own unique trashy way you got large and trashy like Dorio and Maine, and then you got incredibly tiny, violent and trashy. That's great. I I just I I love her. <laughs> we yeah, good news she she sticks around, and you're gonna see a lot more of her. Yay! Including her incredible violent tendencies. I like her violent tendencies. We love a tiny woman who's incredibly violent. And boy howdy the violence in this um, oh yeah okay so uh like content warning just violence out the ass yeah it's it, it, there are people getting turned into pulp i, I uh, a guy I, yeah that happens in like the second episode a guy literally gets exploded into a jelly um and it's great it's i i love it i love it i I, I love a little bit of blood and guts. In, I, I in think my... what helps is that, it, like, because of art style and direction, like, it's not grotesque violence. The only I, I think it's scrumptious violence. Yeah, it's very scrumptious. It's very uh, to the wall, if you will. Oh, yes. To the window to the wall. Yeah. Uh, until the sweat drips from... Oh, wait. You've been shot. He is dead. He is very dead. So, first episode, as a quick recap, we we get introduced to David and sort of his... What was his daily life of going to school, hating it, being stuck with rich kids as the, yeah. the, the singular poor... <laughs> The, the the solo poor yeah, the solar poor boy from a poor He's family poor <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, you were going the same direction <laughs> yeah yes yes i was uh we share a half a brain cell and it, that this is what it does it's true but uh we do that then we move and as the as the day goes on he gets in trouble at school his mom's like you can't do this david i work super hard and and we're like, don't disappoint your mother, David. And then his mom dies. Literally <laughs> during that conversation. Yep. Uh-oh. Spaghetti-o. And I, I gotta say, because, like, this is cyberpunk. Yeah. So there, there is commentary all over on it. And it's stuff that it's like, in the future, everything's going to be shit. And it's like, oh, no, it's shit right now. We just don't have all this cool technology. Yeah, I'm <laughs> mad that the world, we're in a cyberpunk dystopia uh, in real life. And I can't just have a gun in my arm. Yeah. Or a sword. I feel ripped off. Like, like I think it's bullshit that we still, like, have all these social problems, but I don't get bionic legs. Yeah, I want eyes that can see in the dark and hands that can just bust through a wall, and yet I... And I still have to pay insurance? Fuck you! (laughs) Just not cool. But, anyway, after that, next episode, David is basically like, shit, my mom's dead. 
And in deciding to get back at his bullies, attaches an incredibly expensive piece of military-grade hardware to his spine. That makes you go fast. Because we find out that his mom was actually... Because his mom was, like, an ambulance driver, is what I'm taking away from, like... Yes. She, she was, like, an emergency paramedic. Um, and, uh... But she... In, in classic cyberpunk fashion... Mm-hmm. She, uh, scrapes a little bit off the side to make ends meet. Well, if it's there, you might as well do something with it. Yeah. But anyway, so she did that, and what we learn is basically... Across the next two-ish episodes, across that episode, after David runs into a lady named Lucy. Mm-hmm. A very pretty lady. She she is extremely pretty. Almost too pretty. You, you might say she's a femme fatale. <laughs> I wonder if that's a reference to something I did on my stream recently. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so she invites... She's like, hey, you want to make some quick cash? Because she's basically pickpocketing people, or at least the equivalent of pickpocketing people. Actually, this leads to a very important question for you. How familiar you are with the world of cyberpunk? Oh, moderately, not a lot. Yeah, like... so for those who don't know, just a brief aside... Uh, this is Cyberpunk as done by the tabletop game, Cyberpunk, well, it was originally 2013, and then 2020, and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, well, it's a, much like a lot of Cyberpunk material, it's supposed to be the near future, not the far future. The not-too-distant future. So, Strauss, does that mean Mystery Science Theater 3000 is Cyberpunk? Honestly, it kinda is, Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with, uh, uh, oh god. Oh, who, who are the New Zealanders? Uh, oh. Flight of the Concords? Yeah, I thought you were going for Flight of the Concords right there. I'm like, I know it has something to do with birds. <laughs> and not just because they're Kiwis. Because <laughs> I, I thought you were going to go to the year 2000. <laughs> the distant future. Is that... That too. Yeah, also happens. But basically, it is created, it was a tabletop game made by Mike Pondsmith. He's in the opening credits as based on his universe. Did you know he's black? Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, fun fact. One of the few major tabletop games I can confirm is made by a black man. Cool. Yeah. And you see pictures of him and he's like, yeah, that's the guy who made Cyberpunk. <laughs> Look him up right now as I uh, go with the rest of the episode. So yeah, Lucy invite. Eventually, like they do a bunch of stuff. They rob a bunch of people, like pickpocketing, make some money. Uh, David collapses because you can't just keep using. Uh, it's called a sand devastan. It makes you. Fa it makes you go fast. It makes you go burr. Mm -hmm. And uh, he passes out. And eventually, they uh, instead of getting basically robbed in the ambulance because this is the capitalist hellhole of Night City. Uh, they peace out of the ambulance in a very and, fun yeah. little sequence. It was very cool, because, like, Lucy's, like, because David's on the gurney, he's strapped down, and Lucy is just, like, steering him down the highway. She's having a great time. And then they finally stop, and she's like, yeah, all right? And he's, like, vomited in his, like, <laughs> air mask. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're not all right. You're not all right. Also... Mike Pondsmith, you're not fucking kidding. Dude looks like he could be a Final Fantasy character. Yeah, like I said, he looks like the guy who made Cyberpunk. <laughs> yes. 
cool-looking cool. dude. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd chill with Mike Pondsmith. Oh, totally. But uh, anyway, at uh, end of the episode, he, David's back in Lucy's apartment. She shows her him a brain dance about her dream of going to the moon. And uh, at oh, you want go ahead? No, go ahead. But I was no, you I was first. Gonna, she she wants him to fly her to the moon and let her play among the stars. There we go. Got it out of my system. And suddenly there's a gang member. And that's and how then... episode two ends. And oh shit, he is large. And then we meet the rest of our cast. Yeah, so basically, uh, next episode picks up and we learn who these people are. And it's Maine, who we've mentioned already. And he, I, my favorite part about Maine is that he's really pissed at David and then he learns that, oh, you're Gloria's kid. Oh, she's dead? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I mean, I, I'm yeah, not they... forgiving you for what you did, but, like, I, I sympathize. <laughs> and to be fair, Maine is, I feel, very generous. <laughs> no, it, like, it makes you, it, it's a great establishing moment to make you realize that Maine's not a piece of shit. He, he has, like, a clear sense of honor. Like, it's, it's, it's the whole honor among thieves thing. Yeah. He, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's this is a gang of edge runners who in universe is a name for or cyberpunks who basically run jobs. Mhm. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm a leader. I I'm like this these are my people. I got to, you know, keep them safe. Yeah. Maine's a pretty Maine's a cool guy. Cuz it's like he could have just beat up David and be done with it, but he's like, "Okay, David, like your mom's dead. I sympathize. You know, I worked with her. She's She's a good person. You're, you know, obviously you didn't know. I ain't going to be pissy about that. I'm mad at you, but I'm mad at you in the way that you, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like a dad. And plus you're, you're like a baby. Yeah. So. You were a baby. You didn't know that this was going to happen. And basically this leads to David's first job. Cause David's like, well, let me work with you. And he's like, all right, I don't see why not. I mean, what's one more guy on, on that's like insurance and Hey, you already got the thing strapped into you. So it's a spinal attachment. Well. And it goes, yeah. uh, not much like everyone, much like a first job in a lot of stories. It doesn't go according to plan because they have to steal oh. a car. But it's not really David's fault. It's not David's fault. Shit just doesn't go according to plan. It happens. No, no one blames David because no. they're like, ah, shit, shit went not according to plan. Like, which is where we also meet Rebecca, who decides to, you know, fuck with the with the mark in the best way. Rebecca grabs some junk. She, you know, she she does she does her thing. And everyone loves she's terrific. A, she's we love a twenty-year-old tiny woman. I say this because I have to defend the honor of my younger sister, who is five feet tall. She's she's like the size of an apple or a button, and she's terrific. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's a extended awesome car chase, mm -hmm. which uh, really and which that ends with the uh, main saving the day at the very last minute, which is when we said a guy got turned in pulp. This is when it happens. Oh, yes. Boom! we got two fucking samurai dudes on bikes. Yeah, speaking Japanese in the English dub, which was cool. Yeah, no, it, one of the things about the world of cyberpunk is that, like, Night City is, like, full of everything. 
So you got people who speak all the languages. Ah. And you got like a universal translator, which would be awesome to have anywhere you go. God, it would be. Yeah. But so, yeah, in the end, they like celebrate and everyone's like, you did good, David. You managed to get, get the car in. It wasn't how it was supposed to go, but you managed to like succeed. And it's like, wouldn't it it be nice, sorry, to have, like, that level of, like, understanding and care from your bosses in your actual first jobs? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because it's, like, it was Maine's plan. It didn't go according to plan. It's, like, that's not his fault. Like I said, Maine's, like, a really cool, very large dad who shoots people. Yes. And uh, they have a party at the end. And then, hey, we meet uh, their fixer. Faraday, played by uh, Giancarlo Esposito. That's serious. Think he looked a little. He looked a little bit like Mike Pence. I think that was like the only time I like cut in during. You watching did. <laughs> I had to laugh because it's like ah. And then uh, former vice president Mike Pence. God, I he no. I hope he doesn't live to the twenty seventies. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Yeah. This. Uh, uh, by the way, this. Uh, this. This game specifically takes place in 2076. The, this All show. Right. The game takes place in 77, and the most recent edition of the tabletop takes place in 2045. Cool. Which I played. It's fun. Uh, and then it's the fit. Then we have episode four, which is really more about sort of like, much like the first episode, it's about David's current life of just doing shit. With this mm-hmm. team, learning to be part of the team, main like is like, hey, uh, we'll teach you, we'll make you because like one of the things main told to uh, David at the end of episode four, it's like there's only one person you can truly trust, that's yourself. So he's like, David's like, I got to be better, and he and he does. Yeah, it's episode four is by and large kind of a training montage, a really fun training montage. It's a bunch oh, yeah. of wild shit, like. It, it's Maine, it's Pilar, it's Dorio, it's even Rebecca helps helps them out. And they, they do a whole bunch of random stuff. And we see a bunch of, like, missions that they've done. Uh, we we kind of get a sense of, like, what David's been going through up to this point and kind of how the gang functions. And it's cool. Yeah, no, and they're like, oh, these are these pe- these are people who generally all get along, like, Hey, like, David delivers some new hands to Pilar, who is this guy with weird hands. Kind of a creep. Yeah, Don't a really a... miss him when. Oh, yeah, and the episode ends with some more violence, because... Pilar, Pilar gets his fucking face blown off. Pilar, it, like, in not listening to everyone else, is just like, Hey, I'm gonna fuck with this, like, weird homeless guy pissing into a oil drum for some reason because he's a weirdo mm-hmm. and uh gets his head blown it off basically in exquisite detail oh like... yeah it's it is beautifully animated of watching a man's head get blown off oh yeah it's great it's wonderful <laughs> 10 out of 10 and this is where you learned that Rebecca is at why everyone is Rebecca's favorite. <laughs> I we we love Rebecca because she she 
fucking loses her mind. Uh, understandably. <laughs> that is, it's her brother, and she's like, you son of a bitch. Well, okay, she does not call him the son of a bitch first. <laughs> Calls him, no. like, three other, other various curse words beforehand. She calls him a lot of things. Uh, the first one is cocksucker. I know that. Yeah. And extremely loud, high volume, full violence shooting both guns. <laughs> and it takes, like, several people, including huge-ass brick shithouse-sized Maine, who is not successful in restraining her by himself. <laughs> no, she just wiggles out of his grasp, grabs his gun, and shoots him and just goes flying. Because it he's a large man with a big gun. <laughs> It's just like, but, but it's like trying to hold on to a greased pig. She just, she won't stand still. Yeah, uh, she is a tiny, violent woman, and we love her. She's great. She's wonderful. And uh, that's where we end is basically with the, uh, with, after that fight, they, Lucy gets taken to the Ripper dock that mm -hmm. David goes to all the time and is like, Hey, you know, they, they've been hanging out all intermittent through this episode. And then David's like, hey, Lucy, I will take you to move. And then they smooch. Like, oh, okay. So enough of the will they or won't they? They will. They will. <laughs> At least for now. <laughs> We're not sure if uh, she's too old for you or not, David, but all right. <laughs> it's like, yep, yep. That's um, okay, David. <laughs> okay, man. All right. Well, that's uh... what happens. Yeah, but but yeah, anyway, and... that was the first four episodes. That's what happened. Damn, that was really good. Yeah, no, it's uh, this is obviously by Studio Trigger of uh, Kill a Kill, Little Witch Academia, and Beast. Not Beast Stars. That's a different thing. What was the other? They also did uh... a thing that was for the furries. I don't remember what it was called. Uh. I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Well, with the other animal people. <laughs> yeah. And various other things. Uh, this is specifically by Imiyashi, who's the specific... Okay, so I'm going to tell you what uh, Imiyashi is most famous for. Are you ready? Go ahead. Uh, he did R.E. He did Re Cutie Honey, the first episode. He did Dead Leaves okay. back in the day. Oh, damn. Uh... He was, I believe, he was the director of Gurren Lagan. Up oh, there, well, that it, explains it, a lot. You're, uh, I'm about to just state all the things he's famous for, and you're like, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, Penny and Stocking, Kill a Kill, of obviously. Uh, yeah. Space Patrol, Lulu Co. Oh, yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, he did uh, the twins for Star Wars Visions, famously, mm -hmm. and uh, Premiere. He's a Dude. very. Oh yeah, it's PNA, brand new animal. That's the thing. That's what he did. That was he, the other thing. He, you know, you might say he's he's starting to get somewhere in his career. You know, no no real big bangers <laughs> yet, but I'm sure he'll get there. <laughs> sure. Why not? But Give yeah, him time. He's a, he's a rookie. <laughs> yeah, sure, a rookie. But yeah, this is Imiyashi, and this is a very Imiyashi series where it's very wild. You've seen Kill a Kill. Oh, yes. I know you have. You've probably seen well, Of course. Of course I have. You've, I, you've probably seen enough Gurren Lagann over the, over the years. Oh, it was actually the first thing by him that I saw. Yeah, so. it, it, you know, he's well known. He used to be for Gainax and, you know, when all those guys learned off to form Studio Trigger. 
And this was, you know, created technically by uh, CD Projekt Red's people. They wrote the thing and they're like, Trigger, Studio Trigger. And they're like, yes, we want this. And they're like, yeah, we can do that. This is totally Now make it look nice. Bitch, it's gonna look amazing. Are you... uh, Okay, cool. Uh, This tiny gremlin woman. Uh, Why? She wasn't in the original script. Trust us. She'll be the most popular (laughs) character. Alright. And they were right. And they were... Yeah, basically, yeah. I think she is the most popular character. By, uh... Yes, by a wide... uh, On this one image hosting side that I'm looking at, she is the most popular character by a wide margin. That surprises me not at all. (gasps) Uh, Second is Lucy, which also is unsurprising. Also, yes. (laughs) But, yeah. Very fun. Uh, All the characters look neat. Also, uh, other huge names. There's a lot of big fucking names attached to this. But, uh, one, one that caught my eye was... Akira Yamaoka, a Silent Hill music creator, uh, made music for Shadows of the Damned. Yeah. Uh, just godly all around. Did also did the music for this. Yeah. So at least the non-licensed music. For, yeah, for <laughs> there's a lot. He, he did not do the thing by Franz Ferdinand. He also didn't do half the other music. And some of it's just actually from straight up 2077 soundtrack. Like, yeah. I really want to stay at your house, which is by, uh, hold on, I, I have access to it. Uh, Rosa Walton and Holly Coggins, hmm. which, uh, played during the moon montage. That song's going to infect your life. <laughs> but yeah, there's also uh, a lot of cast members. Uh, we watched the dub for two reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, this is one of these rare anime productions where, like, all the characters are, in fact... Americans of some variety mm-hmm. or maybe Americans it's they, they live it takes place in the United States if I remember correctly Night City is in SoCal I think hmm. let me check yes it's uh kind of where Los Angeles it's no actually it's no it's in the middle of California right below San Francisco I think it's near a thing God, where is that hold on I should know this <laughs> I'm from there <laughs> no I'm going to my northern California card has been called into question <laughs> so Strauss if this is in California do you think that like Flea has survived to this point in time and he's just running around with like a sock over his cybernetic dong. Yes. Good. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, the, the one lesson from all of this is all Latinos, in fact, are incredibly fast. Yes. <laughs> what is the true... What's the true meaning of all of this? But, uh, yeah. Point is, it's very colorful. What One thing I like, and I think you also like, it's a very colorful series. If you have not seen our uh, special drunken ramblings on Akudama Drive, we love a lot of color in our cyberpunk. I I love color. It's like, whatever Coco Melon does for babies' brains other than, like, rot it, um, color in anime does for my brain. I just clap my hands. It's like you're jingling keys in front of me. I love it. (laughs) It's great. And 
you know, first four episodes, we'll maybe do the last six at some point. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be the best way because I realize we realized that not a lot of people watched our last episode on Hey K Story, which is very shameful. Go watch it or listen dare to that you. one. How dare you? But yeah, uh, American cast, awesome, loved all of them. So uh, uh, shout out to Zach Aguilar, who is the main character, who also was the voice of Baby Boy Near in the Near remake. That's where you might have heard him before. I knew he sounded familiar. And Emmy well, Lowe, who played Lucy. Big ups to both of them. Yeah, uh, you you ref- you would recognize Emmy Lowe from uh, Wo Long Dynasty. Wo Long, actually. Oh. Yeah, she's uh, our good friend Dao Xiao. Hey. Hey. She didn't appear a lot in that game, actually. Ah. But yeah, fun game. We talked about that too. I, go, go watch. You don't. You don't need to go watch that one. You guys watch that one. Yes. Uh. But I. Overall, I'm really impressed so far. When when Edge Runners like first came out, I guess it's just like I I thought it looked cool. But I'm one of these people that it's just like I'll get to that eventually. Yeah. And then I'm, it's like I'm I'm the same way. Like I I well I was starting to play Cyberpunk Edge like. Uh, anyways, so I'm like, I'm gonna play all the cyberpunk stuff, might as well. Decided to take yeah. a swing at the game, and now that it works, <laughs> and it does, and now it's getting a whole ass new update in September, I'm like, well, it's gonna work even more now. <laughs> but that's, yeah. That's a fun lesson. fun lesson to see the Project Red, is that people tend to like your games when you actually fucking make them work, and that's all I'll say on that. Yeah. Oh, that launch was a mess. But anyway, uh, uh whole cast is great. Uh, shout out to to uh, one Alex Cazares. Do you want to who that who pl- who that name played? Who? Uh, a tiny gremlin of a woman. <laughs> Rebecca. Uh, also, I just I fucking love that her name's Rebecca. Yeah, I, I just, like it's such a she like if if it wasn't for her outfit, she would be so normal sounding. Oh, and it just reminds me of that one vine. It's like, what do you want for a healthy snack, Rebecca? I want Chipotle. I said a healthy snack, Rebecca. Uh, that Rebecca would take a shot if you told her no. <laughs> and by yeah. a shot, I mean with a gun. Because, uh, you could buy grenades just on the street in Night City, because, fuck it. Yeah, Capitalism. Do, do whatever the fuck you want, as long as you can pay for it. Yeah, basically. Also, I was so glad that, like, in the first episode, the, the fucking shit kid who, um, who bullies, bullies David... Um, we got to see him get his ass beat really quickly because it's like, if I have to see like a whole character arc about like him getting good enough to whip this kid with a stupid haircut's ass, I'm going to be so mad. Nah, he just <laughs> crumbs just... up and instantly beats the shit out of him. <laughs> just And it's great. I love that. Socks him in the face. I, it, it's definitely a show that I feel like. You know, when I for when everyone was talking about like I, I saw a lot of praise and I have a lot of friends of mine who are actual anime press in this country somehow. Yeah. I surprise I know some weird people. Like Sardo. <laughs> Which is the same I for I am pretty weird. Yeah. I mean it, that that's a mutual statement. <laughs> 
I know some weird people like Strauss. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was getting like a lot of praise and like, I don't know. I'm always, I, I, I hate to be the person that it's like, well, you know, that thing's so popular. I don't want to see it. But it's like when, when something does get like extremely heavy praise, I'm, I'm a little slower to act because it's just like, what, what if, what if it doesn't deserve the hype though? <laughs> But this, this did. Yeah, it, it, I think what helps is, number one, Studio Trigger is very consistent at at least delivering on something visually fun. Yes. Like, that, if, if I would to say, like, not everything they make is, like, high art or really well-written. That's just kind of how the, you, not everything's going to be... Kill a Kill was fucking dumb, but it looked bomb. <laughs> I I would say Kill a Kill. It, it, it looks dumb. It's also way better than it has any right to be. <laughs> yes. But it, it's one of those things where, hey, this is what happens when you get a studio famous for making stuff that's already kind of punkish in nature and just let them do their thing. I was watching David's haircut the whole time, like, hi, Kamina. Hi, Kamina. Hi, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kamina. Yeah. I mean... Hi, hi Promari guy. Yeah, it, it's What's definitely... Name? Uh, uh, Gallo. Gallo. Hey, Gallo. Also, Kamina. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's definitely one of those shows that, like, they're, they're, they've only done so much stuff at Studio Trigger. But like yeah. every all, like, and not all of it was great. Like, uh, when supernatural battles become commonplace, that well, okay, I'm I'm gonna be nice there. They didn't write that. Yeah. Uh, they did. You know, a lot of this. I I don't remember anything about Kids Neighbor. <laughs> I never watched it. Well, what Jackademia is great. Go watch that. Oh, it's great. Uh, okay, I'm gonna be nice here and decide that. Darling in the Franks wasn't their fault. <laughs> the memes were the memes were excellent. <laughs> yes. The memes were excellent and not because the show was good in the end. <laughs> because that that was a co-production, so I'm willing to that one I could and I know they only did the like mech designs, so it was certainly. <laughs> yeah, I mean they made up for it with Scridman at the end of the year, so it's like everybody, everybody loved that pink-haired bitch, and that's what I can give them. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, point is, uh, Studio Trigger did it has like a style, and you know, Cyberpunk surprisingly fits beautifully into it. Oh yeah. Just mayhem, just loud, flashy, and not like in a bad way, but like. This is the type of shit that's just explosive. It's it's stylish. It is stylish. It is bombastic. It is loud. It, it it's like it's like a it's like gunshots in a in a crowded mall. Yeah. That's a Homestar Rudder reference for everyone's favorite cereal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fun show, excellently done. We like it, obviously. Mm-hmm. We like the characters so far. Uh, Sardo has no idea what's about to happen. I have to dread the future as he who I... knows <laughs> again. I, I I have no idea what is going to happen. <laughs> you want to you want to give a weird ass prediction? 
Um, they blow up the moon. Yeah, no, okay, I'll give you credit where credit is due. That is fucking weird. Lucy's like, you know what, actually, fuck the moon. Fuck the moon! And she blows the moon. Definitely, uh... Definitely not what I would have guessed, but, uh... That's definitely what's... Ne that's Sarah's prediction. I'm not giving one because I just know the plot. So, been here. Yes. But, so far, fun. Everyone's in agree... We're both in agreement. It's a fun thing. Anything you want to say about it that hasn't been said already? Um... I guess a small moment I really appreciated, and I think this was the first thing that made me look at Rebecca and really go, I like you. Um, uh -huh. It's it's silly. That moment where David is, like, delivering something to, like, Pilar, and, like, she answers the door, and we first find out they're siblings, but it's just, like, the, the way they interact in, like, that, like, really brief exchange of dialogue when she's like, hey, you got a thing. I, I don't know. It was... I thought it was kind of charming. It's just like there's like that that really like casual back and forth, and I I liked it. I liked it, and I like her. <laughs> I'm I'm not sad that Pilar's dead because he was a fucking weirdo, but <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely the weirdest one. Yeah, but I don't know. I I thought that was just kind of endearing. <laughs> they're fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun. What about um, I think one of my favorite things what I, I like about it is that it, it shows that your style can have substance. Like, I know we, we could have just said that with Hey K story when we talked about that. But it's just mm. nice to have something that's, like, kind of loud, bright, colorful, and, like, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Like, there's a lot of commentary. Like, oh, hey, why does... David's mom die. Gloria dies because she didn't have insurance that was good enough. They could have easily saved her. But they just, they, they didn't because she was poor. <laughs> because she's a paw. But and... I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. It looks cool. Yeah, it's cool. And we're like, this is neat. We're happy with it. Yes. And... We only watched four episodes. A lot happens in an episode, actually, it, which is impressive because they're only like tw like average length episodes. Mm -hmm. Like you, like the amount of stuff we said covered four episodes, and a lot happens in it. It's also, I think, very economical storytelling. Yes, which I think really needs to be praised because you don't always get shows that are just so okay. We understand the group dynamic after one montage. It's it's very effective use of storytelling, and it just moves at a really steady clip. Yeah, it, it, and it's not like, oh, this is, like, high-paced. It's just, you got ten episodes, make do with it. Yeah. You got, you got to tell the story in ten episodes, and they understood how to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good idea. I'm, I'm intrigued. We are in Wade. So, Strauss, yes. uh, that, that, I guess that does it for uh, Cyberpunk uh, Edge for Runners. Now. Very good so far. Yeah. For now. Actually, I have, a, I have a fun question for you about it. One last fun question. Sure. Because we're only, we're, we need to, like, waste a little time here before we move on to anything else. Mm -hmm. 
We watched Akudama Drive on a whim that one time. Go subscribe to our yeah. Patreon to hear our thoughts on that. Well, one of us is incredibly inebriated, and the other one is quite inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, as a comparison, which one... out? Because we watched four episodes of both. Which one did you go like, okay, I if you had to pick one, which one would it be so far? You know, that's tough. Because I, I feel like both do a set of very different things very well. I think I like the style of Akudama Drive just a little bit more. It's it's a little more my thing. I think the, the difference is, is like, like the world of cyberpunk, uh, capital C cyberpunk, yeah. was created by Mike Pondsmith back in the 80s, which helped sort of, whereas Akudama Drive was created like, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. And and the thing about cyberpunk is that it, I think there's a little more meat to it. I I feel like I, I'm a little more invested in the story in that. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's it's about 50-50. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And uh, I mean, by, by the way, did you know who created the original concept for Akudama Drive? Who? It's the Danganronpa guy. Oh, for fuck's sake, I knew it looked familiar. But uh, it, that's all he did was create the original concept. Everything else is not him, just to be clear. Well, it looks fucking dope. Yeah, I mean, the guy has an eye for aesthetic. <laughs> I I do like, I like a lot of stuff about his art style, poisoned as it may be by other things, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's, it's a, it's a fucking neat style. <laughs> I I'm, I luckily haven't interacted with annoying fan bases and people who got poisoned by said fa fan bases enough for me to be like, never. For me, but that's I, sports. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Sports. sports. One of the oldest and worst fandoms. Indeed. Though, it does mean Philly gets set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe not so bad. It's not so bad. It's how Philadelphia celebrates. Uh, wins or losses. It's like, are, are you guys happy? Are you mad? I can't tell. We're Philadelphia. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I would say for me, I like, both are great, but both are good for very different things. Yes. But if you like one, you're going to probably like the other. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, th they're similar in a lot of ways, but also very different. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I go. I concur. <laughs> yes. No, it's I. I think oh, I see. You're using your word of the day calendar, Carl. <laughs> God damn it, Strauss. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we'll finish both of those at some point. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so far both are are good shows. Go watch both of them. And hey, uh, Edge Runner is is on Netflix. And, uh, Akadama Drive is on Crunchyroll, and the Funimations, and, or you could just go steal it. I don't, I don't know what you're gonna do. You might still buzz with these. You should, you should watch them. Do yeah. whatever you need to do, just watch yeah, them. Yeah, watch them. They're good. In the meantime, uh, that's, I guess that's enough of that. We still got a few minutes left. Hey, Sardo. What? Anything interesting happened with you as of late? Um, no. Not, nothing happened to me personally, but I am dying 
to talk about something, Strauss, because oh, this is connected to a creator we both really enjoy. I don't know how much news you've seen about this. Uh-huh. Um. So, did you know Yoko Taro is creating an anime, a new television anime? Ooh, exciting. Uh, it's... Uh, let let me uh let me pop you a link because this is fascinating to me. All right. and, and at first I was really excited and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing uh where your mental journey goes with this because uh I want you to see who's behind the creation of this. And then it. I want you to look at like a little bit of what this looks like so far. Mm. Uh this is uh let's see what here. It's if I could find that fucking thing okay kami arabi god dot app is the anime's title that's a uh, that, that's a that's a name it, it's it's a name um right. it looks like it's some sort of like kind of evil phone game thing um Sushi okubo who is the designer for soul eater and also unfortunately fire force designs the characters mm-hmm um, I will have to watch that afterwards because if I play it now, we're gonna everyone's gonna hear it. <laughs> yeah, um, Jean from Kagero Project is writing the script and is charge of the series composition. Uh, Hiroyuki Seishita from Knights of Sidonia is Ooh. directing the anime, and Monaka, who you might know for doing a Near Automata version one point one a, is composing the music. Oh, exciting! And it very interesting lineup. As I, you know what? You should Google a little bit of just like the anime title so far, and uh, you should see a little bit of what it looks like. <laughs> oh, I, I will. I, I will. Uh... First um, reaction. Oh, yeah. When they were announcing that uh, Yoko Taro lost his mask at AX. <laughs> So he went with the Notre Dame mascot. <laughs> oh, this looks weird. I'm down. I I I watched the uh I watched a little bit of the trailer and I think it honest to god gave me motion sickness. Well, I'm going to have to wa- watch it after after we're done recording, but yeah, that looks like fun. That's interesting news. Yeah. So I, love uh, I thought that was I thought that was fascinating. What about you, Strauss? What's new uh... in your world? Well, we've been streaming Persona 5. That's been fun. It has been fun. I've really enjoyed that. Me too. We're gone as a kitty. <laughs> kitty. You've been so happy about that fact. He's also a boss. He's also a, a boss. That's a weird statement. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Persona 5 again, obviously. Uh, playing more of uh, Final Fantasy 16 when I can. You know, mm-hmm. doing my thing. Very cool. You know, just got to be uh, reading a, my, a book tonight. I'm going to be reading Who Censored Roger Rabbit, which was the basis Uh-oh. for the movie uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, from what I know about it, I know that the it's not a long book. It's like a little over 200 pages. Nice. But from what I do know from people who've read the book and seen the movie, the movie's better. 
that's fair. I mean, the, the movie probably can do a lot that the book can't do. <laughs> well, it's also because, like, let's be real here. The movie is carried by, A, the performance of Bob Hoskins. Yes. And then, B, more importantly, the animation of Richard Williams. Mm-hmm. The, the late, great Richard Williams. The man who literally oh, wrote yeah. the book on it. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, one of the biggest and most important, if you have, you would probably know this, Sardo, because you're you're an artiste mm-hmm. of re- some renown, I guess. I don't know. I I know things sometimes. But you know that Richard Williams literally wrote the book on animation. I do. Have you ever read it? I I haven't yet. I I'm not really. I'm. I mean, you're not an animator, and- which is fair. I'm still trying to figure it out. So I haven't read it yet, but I really should, probably. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm that that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what you have to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm curious because I like that's one of my favorite childhood movies. Mm-hmm. And uh I'm curious to see how the book is. Oh, yeah. I have to finish it by Sunday. Well, best of luck to you. I think I think it'll be an interesting read from the sound of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Other than that, uh... We're looking at, you know, just kind of living life out here in, in, in the, the blazing hot summer. How uh, how have you yeah. been holding up in terms of uh, the heat? Um, because I know you're a heat, winter person deep down on the inside. The heat drains me. I need my fainting couch. <laughs> I need the fainting couch. Please help me. I I turn into a frail Victorian child when summer rolls around because I am an absolute baby in the heat. <laughs> Understandable, really. I'm I'm not much better. Yeah, I I want fall to get here because I'm I'm sick of this summer bullshit already. <laughs> I I mean I do better in the heat, but that's because I'm from like California and I I I know how much worse this can get. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I know this darkness. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, summertime, we're we're enjoying this summer months as best we can. And uh, we're enjoying our time. We we finished Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people. That was fun. Loved that. That was wonderful. I, I forget how much everything Homestar Runner not not poisoned my sense of humor, but kind of poisoned it. <laughs> it. It definitely poisoned your lexicon. <laughs> like it, like everyone else who's seen it, like that you just say words a certain way now, like jorb. <laughs> Jerb. <laughs> You're jerb. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, hey, we're going to keep watching Edge Runners at some point. It's probably not going to be soon. We're going to be talking about Metal Ocalypse at some point because there's a new movie yes. coming out. And we, I remember I'm like, Sardo, yeah, God, I see. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, so um, I think we're going to call this an episode. It's a bit of a shorty, but hey. Not every one of them is going to be two hours long. A shorty, but a goody, just like Rebecca. Exactly. 
So anyway, I will give everyone the socials now. Hey, you can follow Sardo. Yeah, you can follow me at Autopsy Garlands on Twitter um, for whatever amount of time it has left. Yeah, as, uh, as long as our Twitter's as long as Twitter still holds up, you will find him there. Marquis Belial for the art account. Uh, you can also find me on Art Fight right now. I am Uncle Death with a K instead of a C. Uh, Team Werewolf. Team Werewolf. Also, Uncle Death with spelled the same way on 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 Twitch, which will be uh, you... uh, later tonight because this yes. comes out on a Monday. That's right. I will be streaming there uh, every Monday night around six thirty Mountain Standard Time, eight thirty Eastern Standard Time. So yeah, yeah and uh, uh, I draw things, and I'm usually there because to commentate on the goings on. Strauss is there for moral support. I'm not sure if it's if I'm a moral support or immoral support. <laughs> Considering, considering the tank top slogan I had to make you that you drew last time was my idea. Yes, but I chose to do it. This is true. And, uh, and I'm uh, on Twitch at Almighty Strauss uh, and every other social thing I'm on, which is also including Twitter for as long as that's still around. I don't have an art account. You don't want to pay me for art. <laughs> Maybe for editing. I could do that, but not for art. I don't draw. <laughs> and you can. Strauss does stream, though. Yes, uh, you that can is true. find Strauss streaming uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday nights. at Starting at 8 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because I'm going to be super real. I need to stop saying 7 30. I haven't started 7 30 in years. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I need to stop lying to myself for thinking that's going to be a thing that happens. Honesty is the best policy. It is, until you need to lie. Yes, this is true. But yeah, so follow us here. You can follow our, you can find us, obviously you found us either on Spotify, your RSS, YouTube, wherever else the hell this gets posted to. You find us there. Oh shit, too. And hey, we have a Patreon. Yeah. And you could give us $2 for stuff. We'll promise we'll have more extra stuff. It will happen eventually. Once once I don't have, like, a gorillion things to do, I, I'm going to see if I can post some more God, stuff there. I, you have a whole-ass gorilla of things. A whole-ass gorilla. One one metric gorilla of things that I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, folks, but, thank you all for coming. We will see you again next week with, I don't know, we'll, we'll think of something. Something cool. Yeah. I don't uh, know. It'll be neat. Take care. Yeah. At least, or at least Take... we'll think we'll need. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely so. Take care. Be well. And good night, Chooms. Bye, Chooms. Be careful. <laughs> Going Chrome can be dangerous. Peace. <laughs>